The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. You're about to hear an episode of The Marriage Diaries, an exclusive series created by Em and her husband, Scott, for our premium service, Emsolation Extra. There's never been a better time to join our extra family. You can sign up for less than $2 a week on a yearly plan, and you'll get two bonus episodes a week delivered to you in an exclusive feed via your favourite podcast app, Instagram close friends access, 20% off our merch, pre-sale ticket access, and so much more. You can sign up now at emsolation.supercast.com. Extra. 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 It's Emsolation Extra. Extra. Scott Barrow, welcome back to Emsolation Extra. Thanks. That's all going up. That's what the people pay for. Mm-hmm. Just the... <laughs> I don't know. Just the bonus content. You're back to... It's like, you know you know how you see me watching The, the Real Housewives of whatever mm. and then they have a reunion? Whatever. Well, there's so many franchises. <laughs> Uh, also, at the end of Drag Race, sometimes they have a cast reunion where everybody's watched the season and mm. then they come back and they discuss mm. how they're feeling about mm. the things they saw. Mm-hmm. Well, this is our reunion special. Andy Cohen's not here, though, to mediate, so we have to behave. Andy Cohen's the immaculate gay man that sits in between the housewives. Yeah, I've seen him once. Yeah. Yep. So he, and he controls like the ringmaster or the women. Is he a bit of an alpha sort of looking guy, that guy? Yeah, I was Grey actually, hair, but quite yeah, muscular in that. Yeah, but I gay. Know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, right. I was shocked to find out Andy Cohen was gay. Truly. Mm. I didn't know. You know it d- yeah. doesn't give off that no. stereotypical vibes. I love it. I love him. So what we're going to do is we had some of our Emsolation Extra. They had follow-up questions, mm. the extra people. I haven't given them a collective noun. Like a, I haven't given them a group name yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. That's important. Mm-hmm. But um, so I've got you back in here. And a lot of people wanted to know about, before we get to this. Yeah. If you haven't seen my Instagram yet today, <laughs> Scott Barrow has our entire relationship. He doesn't have transitional clothes, right? This guy will get home from his day out in his denim jeans, his runners, his jumper, and then there's a coat over the top, mm. and he'll just stay in that gear until bed. Ever ready. Sometimes you hop into bed nude with just the jacket on. What? I've seen you've walked around Nude mm-hmm. with that mustard cord jacket on. With That's the... because I'm playing up to the audience. <laughs> Me? Yeah, pretty much. Because I know it's going to get you every time. Our whole relationship, I watch him sit on the couch in his outside jeans and his outside coat. I won't do that if I, if it's like, if I say, say I'm dirty, like as in live, you know. No, no. But I won't you... bring dirty. No, but if you've been out for the day yeah. living your life. Yeah. You don't come home and transition. Depends. Depends. You relax part. in denim. Yeah, I, I can relax in. That's right. Yep. And I walk around. I say to you, it's like Chella goes. Um, you gonna brush that fly off your face? Like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Not annoying me too much. So Scott I won't. Can sit. I can. I can. With I can, flies on his body. Yeah. So you know how you're like the you're the sensitivity queen. <laughs> I'm the sort of like the opposite. 
Like a rhino skin. <laughs> you just sit there. Mm. I can feel if a fly. Just let him be. Just let him be. I can feel if a fly is thinking about landing on me. <laughs> I'll look over and Scott will have ten on his back. Yeah. Wade, my mate from uh, who used to play baseball, he said the same thing. He's like a, you're like a friggin' horse. You are. <laughs> Just let them hang there. If they're not annoying me too much, they, yeah. So I walk around and I say, Scott, you want to take, you want to take your jeans off? Take your jeans off. Oh, do you ever? Take what? I'm relentless, aren't I? <laughs> you are projecting your discomfort onto me. But I I'm also, like, I'm fine. I'm like, fine. No, you're not fine. I have grown up being, you know, like the mood monitor and the, yeah, and the settler. That. So that's like a early warning yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so you minimise that and minimise the chance of other things filling out. I get it. Yeah. But it doesn't happen with me, that part. So, but then you create a different one. <laughs> anyway, I was inundated from followers saying, yeah. my husband does the same it's just, thing. It's just like ever ready in case we need to spring to action. Is it though? No. Nah. Why don't you have? Because it doesn't worry me. There's times when you feel grotty and dirty and, and you want to change and get showered. There's times when it's all right. It's okay. Okay. Like those jeans, i got a bit of stretch in them, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you gave me that jacket. I did. It's very comfortable. It's yeah. very comforting. The one you get around nude in sometimes. Oh, I don't remember that, but um, so it's good. It's a, it was comfortable. <laughs> okay, let's get into the questions. Hey, just one thing. Mm-hmm. How many times do you reckon in your career, how many times do you reckon you've mentioned me publicly? Just say 100, 1,000, 20, roughly. I go through phases. Yeah, give me snacky poo. <laughs> Ben's bought the little Thanks, baby mate. snackies. Yeah, just, Thanks, mate. Um, straight boys do need sustenance. <laughs> we go through phases. I think there's a there was a period where I didn't talk about you at all, probably hmm. – like, I reckon the last couple of years I've barely mentioned you on the podcast. But 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 just total curiosity. I don't know. Total why? Mentions. I don't know. A, a, I don't know. 50% of my content? I don't know. <laughs> 50%? I don't know. Sometimes you're not on my Instagram for months and months. Why? Mm. Why are you asking this question? Well, what, a lot. What percentage of those are positive mentions, neutral mentions, negative mentions? Rarely negative. Often more like bemused observations, looking for solidarity when I know other women are going to feel seen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 benign okay. stuff. Okay. But I don't, I've never like ripped you and said, what a C-bomb lack. I, I don't do that. Why? No, it's, it's cool. But most of the time. I was just wondering the context that, 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 I've, that I've been presented in. I think the context is you're very relaxed and laid back mm-hmm. and maybe in a bit of a constant state of what the fuck is going on. Um, <laughs> no, that's not. Well, not I know. That. I think that might be what people perceive. Probably a step on from that. Yeah, anyway. from you and I. Mm. I think a slow burner. I think that probably comes across, which is true. I don't know. I just think you're like this hot straight dude with the nice jaw that, I don't know. Yeah, and when I remember I asked you that other episode, I asked you to describe me. You're like, what, are you, what what's the best things about me? And you just. Your bum. No. You, your jaw. You no, know about me you, as a human. As a human. No, you just go. Well. It's just the vibe, Your Honour. Yeah. It's just Marbo. It's, it's Marbo, the vibe. The, the, thing about, the thing about us is. That was it. That was the best you could come up with. No. You said to me, you were complaining that I don't run decisions by you, right? And then I pointed out to you, I actually do run decisions by you 
in in my way. I don't do it in a conventional way. But if I'm having a big life tussle that involves a hectic decision, I know that you're someone I can go to who will go through it step by step. So you're very, like, for me, you're sensible. You've got a good moral compass. You slow things down for me. But you also have an intimate knowledge of what I might be going through internally. Mm. So I think... I don't know how to describe that. Like, I don't know how to put that yeah, in yeah, conventional yeah. terms. Yeah, okay. But you're like, the, you're the person I go to first when I know that I need some grounding and some good, comp, like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're also rarely on my side. So I think. <laughs> so you're neutral. <neo-neutral. laughs> well, at least I can trust him. Well, I've got you and Michael, the devil's advocate queens. Now, Em, just to play devil's advocate. Oh, to be fair, Michael Lucas famously. Anytime I'm I'm in a like a conflict or I'm mm. having an issue, he'll he'll be like, yeah, "No, look. Yeah. To be fair, I can see the other side." I'm like, "Of course you fucking can." Mm. Sometimes I just want you or Michael to be like, "Oh, that monster. Let me take them down." <laughs> yeah, because it's like sometimes you want someone to go to the forward edge with yeah. you, but then sometimes you need someone or Pull you want back some, from the edge or want some no to go to the backward edge yeah. and, and then balance that way. I don't know. I think I don't think people know the depth of the complications of our relationship, I think people think it's funner and easier than it is. Like, and I think I work very hard to make sure people know that our relationship is hard work and tough because most people's are Mm. a lot, actually. That was the overwhelming response from the first round we did of this. Thank you for making me feel like my marriage isn't a dumpster Uh, fire. It's sort of normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And the longer you're together, the harder it is to make it good. And it, you can so easily let it go off the rails in terms of you just start living separate lives. And we have been guilty of that. You know, we, we have phases like all relationships do, but you can get to a point when you've been together so long that you don't break up because it's too hard and eh, this is what I know. So you just kind of, you know, live like side by side lives. Mm. It no, happens. That reminds me of one of those questions that you ran yeah. past me because I reckon that sort of connects into that. But Shall we transition to the questions? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. I'll do another harp. First question is from Kirsty. Kirsty asks, in the earlier pod, M asked Scott to be more vulnerable with her. I was just wondering whether that has actually happened. Be like reach in, be brutally honest, be be real. Yeah, a tiny little bit, a tiny bit, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. What do you want to speak to about that? I feel like you had more to say on this topic. You like this question. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, Do you need to have a little snacky poos? No, no, I'm fine. Do you want me to pause the recording so you can have a little snack? No, no, no. (laughs) Do you want to have a little bite? Just have a little bite. No. I'm Italian. Are you doing this? Can you have a bite? Are you doing the same thing as the clothes last night? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't want a little little sniggle, a little slither? (laughs) No, I think that'd be worse. Okay. Um, See, I would just be hyper fixating that I'm hungry and the food's right next to me. I can smell it. Oh, my God, eat it. No, but I'm okay. Can I have a look at it? Is it a tiny little thing? Just let me see it. It's just a little. Just open um, it up. Like a, just let me see. Oh, God. Have a little look. A little schnookum. Have a little bite. Oh. Have a little bite. Go on. All right. Now, um, not much. A little bit. How did you feel after you listened to it? Like, how did you feel about Do you feel like things changed? Yes. Mm. Between us. Mm. Yes, definitely. Um, for, uh, for a little while. Yeah, it was different. Mm. So it's almost like talking about it was helpful mm. rather than actually resolving anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
And in a safe space where we know we're being monitored and recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a better behaviour. So maybe all therapy moving forward, there should be hectic lights. Mm. James sitting in on it, out my poor videographer in the corner like the referee. Yeah. Mics, we can hear ourselves. Yeah, on big screens at the <laughs> MCG. What's stopping you from being vulnerable? I never see you being vulnerable, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, what's stopping me? I don't know. Do you think it's just that dude, male, probably conditioning? Probably. Would it be fair to say you feel like there isn't space for you to be vulnerable because all my vulnerabilities take all the oxygen out of the room? Yeah, or maybe how you react. Yeah. To my vulnerability or honesty. Yeah, so. Well, you slipped that in there with a little sucker punch. I heard that. I don't know. I was trying to. I heard it. Go on. What? Don't think you're getting away with that. (laughs) I don't know what I'll reenact that. Yeah, you know, perhaps, you know, how you react to my vulnerability, honesty. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, it's like, you know, that's in the same flavour, isn't it? Honesty and vulnerability are very similar. When are you vulnerable? I don't know. Ever? Probably not much. Can you feel how uncomfortable you are talking about vulnerability? Yeah, I haven't got much to say. It's a bit like when I asked you about say about me, like there's not much to say. Oh. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is, yeah, I haven't got much there. But do you think it's it's there but you don't know how to access it? I'm not practised at accessing it, speaking it. Are you scared of what will happen if you're vulnerable? No. Have you ever been taught? Oh, maybe initially apprehensive, yeah, but not scared. Do you think that's why you were drawn to me because I live in that state? No, I, that's not. <laughs> no, the the thing that jumps out is the the energy, the vivacity, the mm. doing things, action, mm. energy. That's because what I like. I think it's fair to say, and I and I'll cop to this absolutely, that you don't feel safe in expressing certain things because you're not confident that I'll be able to handle it because I have the rejection sensitivity issues because I'm sensitive in general. And also I have Sometimes that, I, I've, I also yeah, have sorry, that justice, sorry. you know, that trigger of right and wrong. Mm. And if I think something you're saying or doing in my mind is genuinely wrong, mm. I find it very hard to let you have that space. Yeah, yeah. So you bring in your stuff onto it when I'm trying to sort of bring out my stuff, yeah. There's mm. a bit of that for sure. Mm. And I can see that it's not, it's almost like it's it's a shyness or a fear of you stepping into a space of owning how you're feeling, mm. even if it's a, a negative, uncomfortable feeling. I can see you wavering because you don't feel confident in having a place to land with it. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I do remember times when I have tried to be honest with how our relationship is. And I'll say something that I, that I feel is honest and about me and my experience and I'll, and I'll see you and then I'll observe you in the next day or two and then you're, you're like... Um, Retreated. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's sort of, um, it's become your thing sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like the other day... Okay, yeah. we're giving specific examples. No, no, I'm no, just... No, no, do it. No, no. I'm the, all for it. I got nothing to hide. When the other day, yeah. I, when it was, I, I, I said, oh, I feel like our relationship... What did I say? It's, it's, it's rubbish. No, no, I didn't say rubbish. Oh. It says no good. And so let's let's that was, let's but walk then back that, on this. That rattle, like that was me, but then that became your own thing then too. So that's that's an example. I'm not trying to no no. Point we should finger. give that comment context because it's a hectic comment. <laughs> We'd had a good few weeks, and then you were flat and walking around, just not yourself. And I'm hypersensitive to that stuff. You know, as we talked about before, if somebody's 
not at their best. I You're an early warning detection. Totally. And I could sense that. And so I said to you, you know, just, and I asked you, just please tell me what's going on. And you said, you know, you've, you're feeling like for a lot of 50-year-old blokes do. You're not really sure what's next and you're at this turning point in your life and you're a bit bored and our relationship's no good. And for me, because things had been better between us and because you and I had been working on things, and it felt like you'd punched me in the stomach because I was putting in extra effort when in, before that I'd kind of given up. Mm. And I thought, I felt, well, there's no point. I'm already exhausted from the working and the home stuff and now I'm also trying to have date nights with you and I realised I'd taken on the bulk of the responsibility of improving our relationship, which often happens in relationships, and you still didn't feel like, you know, there'd been a change. And in that moment saying our relationship is no good, it was just like, Jesus, you know? So do you wish you had said it another way or was it a blanket statement or did you just mean in general or...? Because I don't think our relationship is no good. That's I th- right. I think the fact that we're still here 20, nearly 23 years later would suggest it's got some pretty good bones. <laughs> yeah. So this conversation is out of the, the idea of expressing vulnerability. Yeah. So I see that mm. and go, well, that, that's an example of what I was trying to say. Mm. That's what I remember. I'm not saying that's a totality. Oh, you know, it totally knocked me around. But, Your remembering's correct. But no, but that... I remember those type of situations oh, right. where I and that's do why open you, up a yep, little bit. Got it. And that was a feeling, mm. you know, because so you can listen to the words and go, boom, you know. But remember, the, 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 autistic person yes, takes everything yes. literally. So you, that's right. Yeah. Or you can all you can listen lots of different ways. And so another you way you can't of listen a different way if you're neurodivergent. Another way of listening would be to the feelings that are contained within it. But my argument toward this is. It's an adjustment for you having the knowledge that I am autistic and perhaps picking better language in the moment of, because you don't actually think our relationship is no good and it needs to be thrown out. I know you don't think that. Like, you know, two weeks later and I've recovered from it. But if something you say, like, it's not the way I want it to be, it could be better. I I wish it was smoother. You know, there are just Mm. other things. But when you're in a mood that you're picking up on, that's those words don't come out. So that's that's my part of the mm-hmm. the equation. So that's what communication is, isn't it? That given the attempt to give and take on both sides of the, the but equation. We're essentially communicating with two different languages. You're communicating with the neurotypical language, and I communicate with the neurodivergent Am I? language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the bottom line is, you know, when and you you do it as well. Mm. You know, when you're, um, you know, in a certain mood, that sad or feeling whatever, then everything's bad. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? So that was a version of that. So, yeah, in hindsight now, if if I was mindful enough to think how do I best language this to come in with what I'm learning about Emmy now and how she hears information, I wouldn't have been in that mood in the first place, but I was deep in it. So that's what happens. Mm. You are not as conscious. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the important thing is here <laughs> to be patient and and forgiving and uh, keep learning. And anything you want to say about our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to do you want to take this opportunity to reframe it? Um, I I love 
being in a relationship with you. I'm glad to be in this relationship with but you. But it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? I realise I am sp- have spent half of my life with you now and your brand for me is stable. Mm. Right, mm. you're you're mm. the one of the few things in my life where I, when I order Scott Barrow on the menu, I know mm. what I'm getting. Yep. And, when and then on the other hand, hang on, Scott, why are you vulnerable with me? Wait, no, you're not letting me finish my sentence, please. Sorry. And then when you show signs that waver from that, when you are feeling wobbly and unstable, and you know, like yep. I panic, and it's just like, no, this isn't part right. of our deal. Our deal is. You're the stable one. I'm the drunk hummingbird, and we work together for that reason. But I'm actually the stable, resilient one a lot of the time. It's never one or the other. No, but I think I don't give myself enough credit sometimes. You should do that. I think I am genuinely the glue that keeps everything going Mm. in our family. Like, you know, I'll make sure you've got what you need, you've got what you need, you've got, like, I am actually the stable one, but I think in my mind I allow the story to be... You are. So if I remember that, I might be able to be more resilient with your fluctuating. Mm. And I would propose that rather than going, is it her that's a stable one or me? Both can be true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So different types of stability, Stability. different situations, different qualities. So you got to see it a bit of nuance. Yes, there is. Mm. And I also just need you a few times a day. If you can just remember to say to me, if you can, Scott, if you can just grab my arm. You are strong. At, oh, my stable. God. The interrupting, honestly. I'm I have sorry. ADHD. <laughs> I wasn't finished. Sorry. I need you to look me in the eye, say all that stuff, fine, and just say you're not in trouble. That's all I need. You're not in trouble. Because I wake up every day and I just have this weird kind of air of, I'm about to get in trouble. I always feel like I'm about to get busted by my mum for doing something I shouldn't be doing. That feeling of dread. Mm. You had a high imprintability. What do you mean? Like thing, you know, that, when I think that of notion that, I of think imprinting. Twilight and the werewolves. Expi- yeah, no, your formative experience is really strong imprint, imprints. I think that can be said of anyone. Yeah. Can't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I was in trouble a lot. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it's fair enough. <laughs> maybe you're not. But sometimes I do look around and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm the adult here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forget that. Mm. Like I just got myself a kebab in the middle of the day like a psycho the other Outrageous. day. Cause so I'm an, mature. Because I'm an So sovereign and autonomous. I'm an adult. I was driving home. I'm like, I really want a kebab. <laughs> but it's not dinner time and we don't eat. Not allowed to. And I just pulled in and I was looking around going, Who's going to bust me? What are you doing, you loose woman with no morals? <laughs> and I walked in and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a kebab, a mixed kebab, no onion with tabbouleh and extra cheese, please. And they just made it for me and gave it to me. They didn't even they didn't check even your ID. Didn't ask for my license. No. That's right, your passport, blood type. <laughs> I genuinely felt wild buying myself a kebab in the middle of the day the other day. Did you enjoy it? We able to enjoy. It? No, because I dr- still had it. No, I was driving home and it was too hot, but I was so hungry and I, oh, I yeah, you know, always, the thing. That's shocking. I know. That's. That's one of the worst first world challenges. <laughs> Have we answered any of the questions yet? No, only one. Okay, that's all right. This is from Jen. It would be great to hear about the similarities and differences in your parenting styles and the parenting load you each take on. Do you ever clash when it comes to raising your kids? Is there a fun parent and a rules parent? Okay. 
Okay. Parenting styles. Let's start with that. that. we were subjected to. What are the similarities in our parenting styles? We like our kids to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll... And we want to we want them to act on their intuition and their gut and their passion and, and and we sort of tend to go well. How do we make it work as opposed to prematurely sort of shutting down that possibility? Mm-hmm. Passion, right? yeah, yeah, passion. Yeah, I would agree with you. What would you say are our differences? <laughs> yeah, I think this maybe came in later um, when you read the list to me before. Mm. I don't know how to say this without it being a judgment because it's not so descriptive. Just say it, bro. So your threshold. For uncertainty is much lower than mine. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're much more. Um, you take control of more things, and oftentimes that's great. And you're a bit more concerned and anxious, and um, you're much more actively hands-on co-contributor to the to the kids' development. Mm-hmm. And also, in contrast to you, I deliberately take a stance that's a little bit. Whereas I'm more. I want to. I want to. I'm. I'm interested in seeing how much they can do without me. But I'll always be there, and I'm happy to be involved. But I, I believe that they're quite capable, and some hiccups along the way, or some failures along the way, are okay. And actually, I want that to happen for them. Mm-hmm. Does that? Does that? I, I'm trying it's to fine. say that in a non-judgmental way. <laughs> the fear in this man's eyes. I can hear your anus like burst. No, that's no, good. <laughs> it's lovely and soft. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Is there a rules parent and a fun parent? Yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Okay, let's just, let's just say on the count of three which parent we think we are. All right. So okay. if you think you're the fun rules. parent or the rules parent, I don't, okay, wait. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's say which parent you think you are. Okay. One, two, three. None. Fun. <laughs> I'm neither. You're fun. You're definitely more spontaneous and fun. You create more fun. Absolutely. But I'm... People will be shocked, by the way. You're the rules parent. You are the rules parent. Am I? Absolutely. What sort of rules you are you talking about? You are the rules parent. But weirdly, our kids know to ask you if they want something controversial. So... Yeah, because I'm soft. Yeah. So what's the, what sort of rules are you talking about? Well, your rules are like if you don't do the thing you think they should do... Oh, yeah. I get a bit fucking, black and, I get black and, black and white, white like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. discussion. There's yeah. no... Yeah. You're a bit dictatory, Trumpy. Yeah, because the narrative in my mind is like, no, you've you've had a good run, you've had a good run, but there's a there's a line, you know, there's a line that right. So you can sort of, I'm quite flexible here, but there's a line. But what I need to be is probably more communicate. The fact Correct. There's a there's a yeah. you know you're here you're here. The problem here. is all of a sudden there's a fucking yeah. line. There's nothing and, and there's, then there's no line. crescendo yeah. to the line. All of a sudden Scotch is That's like right. nah. And there's there's a difference in our styles. You are not as comfortable saying no. You do say no and you will say no. I'm completely comfortable saying oh, no. Oh, you love saying no. I'll say no to them. And what I tell myself, what I tell myself <laughs> is in part. I feel like sometimes you say no because you really can't be fucking doing the thing you they want you to do. No, no, that's no. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the no. I'm comfortable saying no because hmm. I believe it's not going to rattle their sense of existence. Yeah. I believe that it's their self-esteem is still strong and intact and I feel like in my mind I'm comfortable with the ratio of saying yes to no and I feel like I give a lot of other things so I'm comfortable saying no. That's what I tell myself. Of course that could be challenged and mm. that could develop and be better but yeah. I want to challenge you in that I think you give Elio more than the girls. I genuinely think. Yeah, well it's natural because he's four, he's four years old. But I also think it's a gendered thing. 
Uh, I genuinely do. No, it's it's not. I do find it hard to mm. engage with the girls and talk about this because a lot of dads. No, do. I I do. Yeah. I want like you want I to. really want to, but I, I just and I'm not like you where you can think of a million possibilities. I I think about oh what could I do with them that's really cool. I just don't have I don't have ideas. But um, even just to sit and chat because dads and daughters is it's a tricky one, especially with your girls sixteen and twenty one. Mm. And they love you, and you're, you know, you're a great dad, and they yeah, know yeah, you're there but for them. Yeah, there's that missing. You don't that, have the intimate, yes, knowledge of their lives. Yeah, because I don't you, have those sort of, um, yeah, I don't. But don't. I really want that for you three. Like I desperately mm. because it kind of shapes the way they relate to men for the rest of their life, yeah. their relationship with you. Yeah, and. It's a matter of, and it's never not been important to me. Never, ever, ever. Like it's. I feel always... like you've got analysis paralysis on it. Well, well, you don't know where to no. start. It's like there's a big elephant in front of you, and you don't know how to eat it. <laughs> Is that fair? I just haven't been able to get things going with them to my satisfaction. And yeah, to, and to theirs. But have you tried? Yes, I have. Yeah, are but you resilient in the efforts? Like if well, they I think say I've run no, out of ideas. I've run out of ideas. Because we do have one particular child that I believe has oppositional defiance disorder who she just says no even though she might want to do it. <laughs> Which one's that? And I think that <laughs> you get a no and when I get a no, I hear, that's just my first offer, when you get a no, you're out. That, no, no, that's true. That's true. I get discouraged. Yeah. My point to you and to any dads mm. is with teenage girls, they will keep testing you and mm. they'll keep pushing you away and, and you've got to keep just showing up back again with the smile, sit down with them, ask them who they hung out with, ask them, you know, who are their friends, ask them what they're enjoying, what music, find something. But it requires you, and I don't know if it's an ego thing or a no, rejection it's thing. Not, it's no, not, I'm not, I'm just spitballing. You have to be resilient because you will get 20 no's before they'll soften towards the idea. Mm. And I think. Well, Chella, Chella's changed a little bit lately. Yeah. She's in, enjoying she's, you more now. Yeah, it's it's like oh, it's because like, you're a fucking ha- hilarious unit. No, but also <laughs> she's more open towards me. Yeah, I don't know. She is. That's really good. Like it, it's made for, easier from my point of view. For sure. And I'm not saying it was up to her, but um, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, little things to do, things mm. to share. That's okay. Mm. I just think it's good to for families to hear that dads struggle with teenage daughters sometimes. But I just see you and Elio. You do the bro stuff. And, like, we, we are definitely. Sort of. Elio barely knows his gender. We are so. He has unicorn shoes. He watches ponies. He watches siren head. He does trucks. He does dress ups. We, you know, like, he wears nail polish. I think you and I have been really good in that. He, we just let him be. And mm. we don't let him try, rail him into anything yet, you mm. know? So yeah. I think that's been great. But, and you're also a better dad and you're an older dad because you've had more experience. But I would love to see you lean all the way in with your girls with resilience. Mm, and I'm thinking I can use your creative mind for ideas. So you just get, just putting that, that mental no, load? No, just no, back no, not mental Creative <laughs> load. Creative. It's inspiring. I'm sick of your loads, to be honest. <laughs> right, next, next question. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm just thinking of the viewers. The viewers? The listeners. They love this. I love this shit. It's Emma.